Welcome, friends. James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com. And this week on Propaganda Watch, I have some very disturbing information for you about an existential threat to the human species itself. I'm talking, of course, about global warming. Now, as you may or may not know, global warming is the process by which greenhouse gases trap... Excuse me. I'm sorry, I'm just getting this in right now. Global warming is now known as climate change. Now, as I was saying, climate change is the process by which climate... Sorry, sorry. What? Uh, um, I'm sorry, I... I'm now being told that it is called climate weirding. And climate weirding is the process by which the climate begins to get weird because of... Um, as I was saying, global climate disruption is the process by which the global climate is disrupted by human activity, namely driving large cars and... What? Sorry, what? Ugh. I don't know what they're calling it this week, but it's going to kill you all unless you give Gal Gore your tax money. That's it. That's it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so a little parody. Isn't it fun? Um, but, but I hear so many in the crowds protesting, but James global climate disruption or whatever it's being called this week is a serious thing that's only being taken very seriously by people in white lab coats with pocket protectors who would never lie about anything and only care about you and getting you to pay your carbon indulgences to the tax gods, the global warming gods. Uh, Al Gore and his, uh, his ilk, right? I mean, this isn't, it's not like this is something that's being decided by committee by a bunch of advertising executives. Oh, wait, it is! <laughs> ding, 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 ding! Yes, in case you missed uh, this little revelation a couple of months ago, well, here it is for you. Uh, literally, in the pages of Ad Age, yes, literally, an advertising industry insider rag, you have an article like this one, Renaming Climate Change. Can a new name finally make us take action? <laughs> yes, literally advertising executives are pondering how best to rebrand climate change to better motivate you to uh, to get on board and go along with the script and give your, your tax money to the, the weather gods. Um, uh, this article goes on to say, as a professional namer... <laughs> oh... Imagine putting that on your resume. As a professional namer, I create names for companies, products, and services. After the global climate strike this past September, I, find my, I found myself thinking about terms climate change and global warming. Are these scientific terms too neutral? Do they do enough to grab attention and inspire people to take action? Scientific terms often fail to resonate in meaningful ways. In the early 1900s, for example, no one heard of the hypothesis of the primeval atom. That changed in the 1940s when the term Big Bang was coined, which was a simpler, more relatable concept for the masses. This complex scientific concept is extremely well known today because a better, more tangible term was applied to it. Can we use lessons from the naming of the Big Bang to rebrand climate change? A short history lesson. Scientists once used the term inadvertent climate modification to refer to subtle changes in global climate patterns caused by humans. During the 1970s, the scientific community created two new terms, global warming, the increase in Earth's average surface temperature, and climate change, a long-term change in the Earth's climate. 
Originally, politicians latched onto global warming because it sounded more worrisome. The Earth is heating too fast. But it was too easy to poke holes in because the Earth was also getting colder. <laughs> getting colder? Global warming. Getting hotter? Global warming. More snow? Global warming. Less snow? Global warming. <laughs> During polar vortex storms, skeptics often tweet that it sure would be nice for some of that global warming right about now. Politicians then pivoted to climate change. This concept was less easy to deny, but also less compelling and less actionable. Yes, yeah, less easy to deny because literally no one denies that climate changes. Literally no one. So what is the debate really about? Why is it that that is never put forward? Anyway, this leads me to wonder, is there a better way to convey the urgency of this situation while also encouraging folks to take action? Could the tools of branding and brand naming create a more resonant, powerful name? Our naming team... <laughs> Our naming team decided to give it a whirl, but first, we met some we set some parameters and guideposts as we would with any brand name project. Reach. The new name needs to speak to a global threat affecting 7.5 billion humans. As such, our global team of namers from London, New York, San Francisco, and Shanghai developed these new names. <laughs> Audience, the brand needs to reach an audience that isn't trained in scientific terms. We need these folks to understand the severity of what's happening to their planet and inspire them to make more eco-friendly life choices and pro-climate choices at the ballot box. <laughs> oh my god, it's explicitly a political thing. Message, there are many possible themes, tones, and styles of names to explore. The name could signal hope, fear, or change. It could be a call to action, be more descriptive, or use familiar metaphors that emotionally connect us to the issue. With all of this in mind, our teams of wordsmiths <laughs> developed the following names for climate change. Global meltdown, global melting. These options are subtle brand shifts from global warming, yet they deliver a more negative image. The names signal that ice caps are melting, but also create a more visceral image in the mind. That real feeling of melting when it's too hot outside, blah blah blah. Climate collapse, climate chaos. Good brand names instill a clear message or even a direct call to action. Perhaps that's why climate change isn't powerful enough. Change sounds so neutral. However, there's nothing neutral about collapse or chaos. <laughs> a boiling point, melting point. Arresting brand names often capitalize on vivid visual associations. They refer to a tipping point that we're catapulting toward and must find a way to avert. Because a boiling point is the point at which liquid vaporizes. It brings forth an imagery of rivers, lakes, and oceans boiling and disappearing. <laughs> Even though that's absolutely what no one says is going to happen. <laughs> oh my god. Scorched Earth. It's time to take the gloves off and stop pretending. Sometimes a brand name needs to, needs to be hyperbolic to truly capture hearts and minds. If we don't take massive action now, Earth will be uninhabitable. An irreversible barren wasteland. Plants and animals will die. Humans won't be able to survive extreme weather like floods, droughts, and fires. Ah, we're all gonna die, die, die. <sighs> It goes on. Emission critical, planet critical, pre-extinction, the great collapse, earth shattering. <sighs> Do you get the point? Do you get the point that perhaps this is not a rigorously thought through scientific debate that is being dispassionately uh, played out right in front of our eyes? Do you think there might be a little bit of manipulation going on by literal ad execs trying to come up with better ways to manipulate you into action? more eco-friendly lifestyle choices and ballot box choices. It couldn't be any more blatant. Now, one of the funny things about this is that 
I don't know what Ad Age is thinking, but this this rebranding has already taken place. For those who don't know, there already is a new brand name for the global climate disruption, weirding, whatever you want to call it. It is now called Climate Emergency. That is the one that people have decided on. A point that was pointed out uh, as I talked recently to Mark Burano. Well, if you go back uh, in terms of late 1980s, and I did this for my film, Ted Koppel, Nightline, all the network news, when James Hansen testified in 1988, they referred to it as the greenhouse effect. And they, that's one of the things they kept repeatedly calling it. So we called it that. Then we called it global warming throughout the 90s. And then they started calling it climate change. I was actually in Bali with John McCain's top aide at a UN climate summit. By the way, four-star hotel, uh, actually five-star hotel on the beach with luels every night for the, you know, the United, for being, a, being part of the UN conference. And they were arguing then, this would have been 2007, that be, they were going to use extreme weather now because they, the temperature, remember, we had the global warming pause, temperature was, it, it was basically still late 90s, hasn't been much of a change in temperature at all. So what happened was they said, we want to include weather, so let's call it climate change. And then that didn't even work. They wanted to use every bad weather event as an example. So then you had the New York Times, Tom Friedman, come up with global weirding. Then you had Obama's science czar, John Holdren, come up with global climate disruption. Uh, and then they just they sort of just bounced around. Now, this Ad Age article is weird because it came up with all these different names. But now they've truly settled on climate emergency. The UK Guardian, Telemundo, the EU, Academia, uh, other major outlets have all declared that they're going to use the phrase climate emergency when they're talking about global warming or climate change. That has won. Barbara Streisand is the earliest reference I could find to climate emergency in 2004 or five. She came out and mentioned that. Uh, and so I give Barbara Streisand as the invent credit for the invention of this phrase. It is now all over the place in the, in terms of politics, media, campuses, and, and governments. The climate emergency is here. State and local governments are declaring it. That's what's won. I don't know why Ad Age is sort of behind the times on that. Um, but I think climate emergency will backfire because it is a phrase that just it sounds absurd. It sounds lobbying, especially for anyone in the media to use it. It just sounds like you're being shrill, and that could actually benefit you know the skeptical position because people aren't going to necessarily buy that at all. It just sounds you know it sounds overwrought. Yes, don't worry your pretty little heads about it, you professional namers over at Ad Age. There already is a new name for global warming. It is climate emergency. And uh, if we need any further evidence of this, it was evinced by Oxford's Word of the Year for 2019. Yes, there is such a thing, a Word of the Year. And the Word of the Year was two words? <laughs> Can they do that? Apparently so. Uh, for those who missed it, Oxford Word of the Year, Climate Emergency. Seriously? Oxford names Climate Emergency its 2019 Word of the Year. Amid historic flooding in Venice, Italy, and catastrophic bushfires de decimating Australia's koala population, Oxford has named its 2019 Word of the Year Climate Emergency. Oxford said its selected words or phrases reflect the ethos, mood, or preoccupations of the passing year, and this year, heightened awareness of climate science and its implications have generated tremendous debate. Previous words of the year include toxic, Youthquake, post-truth, and vape. And in 2015, face with tears of joy emoji. <laughs> Thanks, Oxford. Uh, climate emergency is two words in a fake phrase, but at least they are two real words. Youthquake, really? 
Furthermore, how could an actual climate emergency reflect the ethos, mood, or preoccupations of the passing year? Existential threats aren't limited to time engagements. <laughs> Which just goes to show the, the stupidity of all of it. But it is. It is ultimately about branding. And it is about putting the right name on it. So let's not poo-poo this entirely. There is something to the fact that they are trying so desperately to come up with the right brand name to catch the public's attention so that they can better sell this propaganda to the public, because that is what it is about. Make no mistake, it is not about a true scientific debate. As I have pointed out numerous times, I've done numerous videos on the actual science, pseudoscience, of global warming. Um, but it always comes back down to, well, but why would the scientists lie? Okay, well, here's here's the literal bajillions of dollars in funding that goes into this side of the debate. Oh, but it, it's about science. They don't care about money. No, but here's the science. But why would they lie? But it's about the money. <laughs> anyway, people have already made their minds up precisely because their attention has largely been captured by the very brands and the names that have been used to conjure this fear in their minds, the Oh, the inconvenient truth of Al Gore, right? Uh, anyway, this is where we have arrived at in 2020, where it is now climate emergency, I guess, if you want to be au courant with the latest buzzwords. I, I think I'll still, still refer to it as the debunked science of global warming, because that's precisely what it is. But uh, you do you, I'll do me, um, and we'll leave the rest to the professional namers over at Ad Age. For the Corbett Report, James Corbett, CorbettReport.com.